Welcome to Frankly Speaking with Mayor B. And today we are going to talk about Season 2, Episode 2 of The Hills on our series, The Hills Have Size. I'm Frank Pezzanite III, and, and this uh, is Meredith Broadbeck, also known as Mayor B. This episode is- 2 is When You Least Expect It. Oh, and we did not expect it. Um, so... The episode starts out with um, Lauren saying that she is going to take a break from guys. And then in the least subtle editing in reality TV history, they immediately flash to a picture of Brody. Yeah. Yep. Um, Are you talking about the recap? Yes. Yeah. Um, So she also, Lauren finally admits that her boss is not happy with her. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It only took you a year to figure out, but you're right. Your boss is not happy with you. And she mentions that her and Jason's relationship ended badly. And she talks about how Heidi had more on her mind than she could ever imagine. Yes. Which we all now know was that she thought she was pregnant. Yep. And then we start with the episode. And what I thought, and this doesn't have much to do with the episode, but they're sitting on the couch and they show the wall behind them, which is painted like a dark gray, like kind of like a dark gunmetal. Yep. Um, It's textured. Like stucco. It's almost like a popcorn ceiling. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. I don't, yeah. I don't know. I thought that was very strange. Yeah. Um, well, whatever. Um, but Heidi comes down the stairs and she actually is wearing the same outfit that she was wearing at work and mm-hmm. to buy the pregnancy test. So this is actually a slight bit of continuity for yeah. real. And she says to Lauren, she, you know, basically sets up this big shot and says, you know, I've been really sick. And really nauseous. And Lauren says, yeah. She's like, well, I thought for a minute that I might be pregnant. And Lauren, this is probably the most supportive of Heidi that we've seen Lauren. I I agree. And um, so she said, like, are you serious? You know, and she looks very sympathetic. And Heidi says, well, I took the test and I'm not. And well, here's where I have a, and you can, maybe you can help me with this. Yeah. She says, I just took the test and I'm not. Now... I don't know much about pregnancy tests these days. All of my knowledge of pregnancy tests comes from when I was in high school and my friends thought they were pregnant and it was always going to be a bad thing, not a good thing. But I thought that you had to do this with first morning urine. Like, does it have to be in the morning? I think... Like, I didn't think you could just take one any time of the day. Like, I thought it had to be your first morning urine. I think most of the time you do. Um, This obviously wasn't. But just a highly personal confession for all of our listeners of this podcast, I've never taken one. Well, I'll have to do it. Well, any of you out there listening, if you could tweet us, Instagram us, whatever, and let us know. Maybe they've changed. I know, like, pregnancy tests have gone a long way. But I know back in the day, it used to be it had to be first thing in the morning. Because I've been with friends, like, when I was 16, who went and bought a pregnancy test. And, like, it was all stressful because we she couldn't do it until the next morning. Well, and maybe you're just calling... Uh, P.S. Not my baby. Like, <laughs> other people's babies. Never my baby. <laughs> Shocker, I know. But maybe you're just calling bullshit on the show's plot altogether. Yeah, I, I am like a little if, bit. If, if she's peeing on a stick at five, that's nothing. And I'm a little surprised that they didn't, like, I feel like if the show was airing now, they would have ramped up the um, the suspense of that, and they would have shown her, well, actually, they probably would have showed her peeing on the stick, because I've seen that on other reality shows. They showed like, her closing the bathroom door at the end of the... Well, but I feel like they would have shown, like, a timer, and the five minutes, and, like, the tension in between. Like, I, I feel like they really missed... The mark when it came to the pregnancy test on this. Well, technically speaking, they made original viewers, first-time viewers, wait an entire week. 
So we see Heidi go into the bathroom with the test and close the door. And then it's a whole week before they find out she's not. Oh, for sure. But I thought that they would have dragged it out for this episode, too. It'd been like, Heidi closing the door. Heidi staring at the test. Staring at the stick. Like, I mean, yeah. that's that's how they do it now. So. Yeah, I know. Um, but anyway, Lauren is a very good friend to her. Heidi admits that she was really scared to take the test. And Lauren said, why didn't you tell me? I would have gone upstairs and like been there for you. And I'm really sorry. Like, that's scary. And she's she's very sweet about it, which is is good, and I'm glad to see it. She is, but then she throws a little shade, little Elsie shade. Yeah, she does um, because she talks about like how she would have been supportive and there for Heidi, and then she says, "And I won't cheat on you." Yeah, bam, little shady there, Elsie. Yeah, like can't even leave it alone. Can't even like just be a supportive friend. You got to throw in a dig about how Spencer is probably cheating on Heidi with Audrina. She's not about to throw Spencer any compliments ever. No, never, ever, ever, ever. No. But it was a sweet moment. It was nice to see. And I'm glad that Lauren is, I mean, I believe we're headed toward the demise of their friendship anyway, but it was nice to see that Lauren be, to be there for Heidi the way that Heidi's been there for Lauren. Yes. Um, so then we cut to, um, Bolt House. And I have a little, um, interesting thing that I noticed about this, that MTV is really working both sides of the sponsorship coin because all of the computers at the Teen Vogue offices are Apple mm-hmm. and all of the computers at Bolt House are Dell. I know. And I'm guaranteed they were getting sponsor money from both. So kudos to you, MTV. Yeah, way to go. Yeah, way to go. Really <laughs> milk that. Well, we all know that Heidi's too busy playing solitaire yeah. and Mac computers don't have that. So there you go. Um, so we're at Bolt House and Heidi is on the phone and she calls Spencer. Mm-hmm. And he automatically says, is there something wrong? And she is very vague yeah. and dramatic and sort of says, I don't know. Meet me in the back alley of my work. Yes. <laughs> like, Which like a back alley abortion. Yeah. <laughs> like quite the reference there. Or like I'm going to knife you at sundown. <laughs> like it's very odd. Um, and I noticed that she's wearing a long sleeve V-neck shirt with just like a big belt and, and some jeans. But I'm trying to take more active note of their outfits for continuity's sake. <laughs> um, so then we're, we're back at Vogue. You know, this, it's another quick jump episode. And Lisa Love lets Whitney and Laura know that they will be working a fashion show. And Lisa Love is wearing a really weird jacket. Oh. Like it's a, and when I say jacket, it's more like when it's more like a blazer jacket, but it's not. It's like square cut. It looks kind of Asian. I, it was, I was very say, strange. I was about to say, did it have an Asian collar? Because I think it it's, did. Yeah, it did have an Asian collar. It was a very weird and had some kind of designer. It was. It was not good. Yeah, um, but they're going to be working in fashion show for Ashley Page. Ashley Page, the Ashley who, Page. Yeah, who is a bikini designer and a friend of Teen Vogue, actual editor in chief, as we learned. Um, Amy Astley. Um, so she says, it's very important that you do this. And so I had noticed in episode one and again in this episode, and I'm, I'm sorry to say it as someone who also can suffer from this problem time to time. Lauren's got a little bit of a mustache. There were a lot of weird mouth things going on with Lauren this episode. So Frank noticed something else after I pointed out Lauren's kind of five o'clock shadow. (laughs) At the, on the bottom of her lower lip, exactly in the middle, like, like right where the cleft of your chin would be, but above. And with clever makeup, it almost just looks like there's an incredible sheen in her lip gloss, but like it's more than that. When you see it from the that. side, there, she, like an eye wrote herpes question mark. I did too. So I don't know if she has a lip, <laughs> her, but it also could have been a zit because to be yes. fair for me personally, if I wear 
like a chapstick or something, I tend to break out around my lips. Agreed, me too. So it could have been that, but there was a ve- they definitely tried to cover it up, but it was obvious from the side there was a protrusion yes. on her lower lip, and it was not poor thing. It was not good. I it was I feel centered her. to her face. Yeah, yeah, it was very yeah. Um, so they talk about this fashion show, and you know, Lisa says that their help is you know greatly appreciated. And it'll be so important. Blah blah blah. And Whitney says that she has school, but she will be there. You know, ASAP, which seems to be Whitney's theme. Yeah. Every time there's a fashion yeah. show Whitney, or a shoot, Whitney's at school. Whitney has grown up things to do. Is, yeah. yeah. Lauren, school's never mentioned again. Yeah. And then Lisa again kind of throws a little bit of shade at Lauren. And she says, do you think you can do this on your own? And kind of repeatedly. Like, yeah. basically, like, I don't think you can. Do you think you can? Because <laughs> yeah. I don't think you can. Yeah. Now, the other thing. It's like I she ha- triple dog dares her to be a good intern. <laughs> now, the other thing I had about, did you notice Whitney's top? Yes. Oh my God. It looked like someone took a bunch of doilies and <laughs> stapled them to the bottom of a black camisole. Like it was the weirdest thing. Like there was overhang and a weird neck. Like it was horrible. Okay. So it was a sleeveless top that was black, but then it had white lace detail around the arm openings. And then it was sort of a, I don't want to call it high neck, but pretty It did close. have a high neck. I mean... But not like turtleneck. It wasn't like it wasn't like. Well, it was. I mean, I know women don't have Adam's apples, but it was where your Adam's apple would be. And it had white lace from her neck until until like the bust bust, line of the shirt. So oddly enough, I had a shirt like that around this time, (laughs) and mine was actually solid black. Okay. So like. It just looked like a black shirt, but the top had lace and like tucked into a skirt or like with work pants and a blazer. It actually, it looked kind of cute. Well, but this was my issue with it though. Was <laughs> well, it, cute. It was the construction <laughs> of it because the doily part, there was like a quarter inch of overhang where it attached to the shirt and it looked deconstructed almost, which I don't know if that was supposed to be the look, but like it, it literally looked like someone took it, a staple gun and was like, I'm going to staple some doilies to the top of the shirt. It was the look. So it was just like adding a little bit of... Well, <laughs> fail, Whitney. I mean, I, Whitney Port, love you, girl. Fail. Yeah. Epic fail. The top was not good. She's lucky she's gorgeous. Um, but then as they're on their way to dismiss them and, you know, go work this fashion shoot, Lisa Love again twists the knife in Lauren and says, we're counting on you. Yeah. Basically, <laughs> like, if this was RuPaul's Drag Race, don't fuck it up. Yeah. Like, that's what was going on. Yep. Um, so then we're in the back alley of Bolt House for the knife fight, quote, pregnancy conversation. <laughs> With Heidi and Spencer. Yeah. Which was reminiscent of, it brings me back to, I'm a new viewer to this, but Vanderpump Rules, which I just started watching, um, a lot of shit goes down in their alley too. Like, I feel like oh, a yeah. lot of reality TV happens in alleys, but yeah. yeah, another, it was an alley conversation. Yeah. So Heidi says she wants to talk about something and she basically sets it up the same way she did with Lauren. And she says, you know how I've been really sick. And really nauseous and really worried. And Spencer's, he's got this kind of like, and I I will say this about Spencer a lot. He's got this smug dick look on his face. He's like half smiling the whole time. Well, what I... It's like he knows the whole thing's bullshit. The way it read to me, and this is probably just me reading into it because we do know that I'm sure he knew she wasn't pregnant. But it looks like terror in the eyes with encouraging words from the mouth. Yeah. Yeah, but he's half smiling when he says it, too, in a way that's a little bit eerie to me. It is, because I think he's kind of like, oh, I support you no matter what. I don't, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but like he, so the words coming out were the right things to say, but his face was pure terror. Right. So, and Heidi, she doesn't come right out and say she's not pregnant. She says, well, I don't know how you feel about me. And he says, actually something that I find very sweet. He says, Heidi, I'm more than like you. Like, a lot. 
And he says, even though the pregnancy word has never been uttered, I will support you no matter what you want to do. I'm team Heidi. Right. Which I well, think she is, says, so what do we do? Which is interesting because she hasn't said, I'm pregnant. I'm not. It's weird. Like that. Right. that and he, but he so, very, he does the right thing. Right. She's implying she's pregnant. And she says, so what do we do? And I have down in my notes and quotes, I won't tell you what to do with your body, but I'm team Heidi. Yeah. Which I thought was great. Yeah. I mean, it, it doesn't get much better than that. And, um, so then Heidi says, well, I took a test. And he's again doing that creepy smile thing. And he's like massaging her neck a little bit with his hand. And she said, and I'm not pregnant. And this is where I am team Spencer all the way. Me too. And he says, I'm a little pissed off that you just let me think you were pregnant for a minute. And Heidi says, boo hoo. I've had to deal with this all week. And then he pulls it out of the box and says... That's your own fault, basically. You yeah. could have called me. I would have been there with you with this a whole way. Yep. It's your fault that you dealt with this yourself. He said, boo hoo. That was your choice. Yep. I'm only a phone call away. And he was right. He's Absolutely right. Absolutely right. He's totally right. And it was actually a very sweet and genuine thing for him to say. I was only a phone call away and you didn't lean on me. That's not yep. my fault. And he's right. Yeah. So then, you know, they kind of, they settle it very quickly and they kind of have a laugh about it as Heidi kind of exits his car and goes back to work. Which I, it was a, for, for someone, Spencer, who came into this with knowledge of what was happening and wanting to be the villain and guns blazing, I, I thought that this was actually very genuine and I thought that he didn't use that tactic for this because I felt like he could have been like, what the fuck? How could you do this to me? And like really made it into a big thing. And I think this is one case where he didn't orchestrate it and actually was genuine. Yeah. Because there wasn't a lot, there was no hostility. There was a PS listeners, uh, Mayor B's Lauren headscarf on her (laughs) headphones just exploded (laughs) and shot her in the eye. It was one of the best things I've ever seen. I wish you could be here with us. Sometimes I wish we were a video podcast. This is one of those times. We've wrapped our headphones in headscarves <laughs> in an homage to Lauren Conrad, and mine just fell down into my eye. Um, so the other thing that I liked about Spencer in this scene, which I will hardly ever say things that I liked about Spencer Pratt, but Heidi says, like, whatever, I'll just call you later. And he looks at her and he gives her shit. And he says, well, I hope I have my phone when you call. Yeah, like, good for him. Bitch. <laughs> Um, the other thing I've noticed about this is I forgot what beautiful teeth Spencer has. And that's because his father is like a high-end dentist. Like yeah. that's how he has all his money. Yeah. But Spencer has, does have some nice teeth. He does. I mean, he went to high school with the Olsen twins, so. He, he did? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Are they the same age? Yeah. The Olsen twins are that old? Well, they were in school at the same time, so they're okay. within four years. I would think that he would be a senior maybe if they were Oh, freshmen. no, like one of the Olsen twins talked about him on one of the late night talk shows once. What did they say? That he was like always angry when he played sports and was like screaming at people and whatnot. Totally can see that. Yeah, it totally fits. Um, so then we are back at the apartment and Heidi is rehashing to Lauren. Again, it's like the third time they've had this conversation about her pregnancy scare and... Now she is recapping to Lauren what happened in the alley at Bolt House. Um, She says he took it well. You know, Lauren doesn't really seem to care. She's sort of glad. Um, And then Heidi says, I think that you should go out with Brody. Well, and I have a little uh, side note about this is that in this scene, 
Heidi's hair looks amazing and it's very, very blonde. Very blonde. Like she's just had a color. It's, it's been all over colored plus highlights when previously she was just getting highlights. That becomes a little important later, but I, I made notice of it. It's gorgeous. It looks really good. Yeah. Um, and yes, this is uh, now. And, and so she mentions Brody. And then what does Lauren say? Lauren says, I can't go out with Brody. He's been touched by Kristen. He's tainted. Which is our first mention of Kristen on the hills. Um, yeah, directly. Yeah. yeah. This yeah. is the first mention yeah. time Kristen's come up on the hills. So to digress into Laguna Beach related things, as I love to do, Brody Jenner dated Kristen Cavallari, um, for about a year, um, previous to this episode of the Hills. So Kristen actually moved to LA around the same time as Lauren, because Lauren was a year behind basically. And my um, little side note before we continue is that I read an article recently with Kristen where MTV wanted her to be on the Hills and she said, no, that's Lauren's thing. I want nothing to do with that. Yeah. Which we know changes later, but continue. Yeah, but, but good on her. So they were all in LA at the same time. Yeah. So Kristen starts dating Brody and they were actually, from what I remember, they were quite serious, like young Hollywood love. Um, they met in September and started dating in September 2005, um, which is about right because Kristen probably moved there in August of 2005. Um, they broke up in August of 2006. They were introduced by Talon. So for all of you Laguna Beach fans out there, apparently Talon was super connected and as cool as he thought he was in Laguna Beach in LA. And he introduced them. And they, I remember them like in the tabloids and all that stuff. They had a dog together. They were always out and about. They did like the MTV awards and the Nick Teen Choice Awards and like all that kind of stuff together. They were kind of a prominent young couple. So they broke up and then, you know, the Hills kind of makes us believe that he jumped right to kind of wanting to date Lauren. And actually what I looked up and had forgotten is that Brody very briefly dated Nicole Richie. Ah, one of my favorite people in the world. Right. So he and Kristen broke up in August of 2006. He started dating Nicole Richie. And then they broke up in October of 2006. And then he apparently dated Lauren. Now, I wonder if this is part, like, I wonder if he actually dated Nicole Richie for real, or if this is part of his and Spencer's, like, I want to be on reality TV gravy team, because that's when Nicole Richie was on A Simple Life. Exactly. But that's when he was seen with her, yeah. and Lauren was after that. So basically, the scenes where he's out with Lauren later in this episode are a little bit later than the timeline is leading us to believe, yeah. which, at this point, surprises none of you. Um, so that's the story there. And Lauren says, wait, he's actually single right now about Brody. And I think that's what she's implying is that he's kind he's... of always dating someone and he was just dating Nicole. And I believe in a later episode, Lauren actually says to him, what about Nicole? Question okay. mark. I think there's like a, a direct quote where she asks about Nicole Richie. Um, because as we now know, they never dated. Right. Brody and, and Lauren. Like, this is all fabricated for the cameras. Yeah. They, 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 there was no real relationship right. there. It's not like with Jason. Right. Um, so, <laughs> Heidi is actually, she's just great in this scene. And she's like, well, you can tell him that when he calls. I gave him your number. And Lauren's kind of pissed. Yeah. She's like, don't give guys my number. Like, I'm not, I'm not ready for that, whatever. And Heidi's kind of like, well, he has it. So, yeah. if you want, I guess I'll give you his number so you can screen it. But... He's going to call you. And <laughs> Lauren says, yeah, please do that. And then she leaves to go to this fashion show. And she was like, all right, I'm leaving. Goodbye. I love you. Don't give any guys my number. And Heidi goes, I already did. <laughs> I mean, she's looking out for her friend. 
trying to, you know, trying to get her laid. Nothing well, wrong with that. actually, no. I think this is all Spencer orchestrated. Probably, but yeah. I mean, this is Spencer being like, "Now we got to get my boy Brody on the show because I'm on the show." Whatever, Brody's not bad looking. I'm not. I'm not mad. Not bad him. looking. He's a fucking god. Okay. I'm. Just, oh my god. Here we go again, fighting about what a guy <laughs> looks like. Well, I was gonna say he was hot, and then I thought you would judge me, so I took it no, back. No, he is super hot and okay. i actually stalked him when he <laughs> maybe came. before we start recording we should have like a little side note about who's hot and who's not we so we stop disagreeing um he actually did an appearance here not far after the hills actually it may have been towards the end of the hills at um uh the park on 14th and i oh. went and he i mean he, he just was it was like one of those club appearance things he's even better looking in person than he is in real life yeah. I mean, on, on TV. He's I mean, gorgeous. we have seen Caitlyn Jenner's other children. Yeah. Like, they're they're good looking. Yeah, they are good looking. Yeah. Also, Park on 14th is also where a few scenes of Real Housewives of Potomac was filmed. Just and for... Real Housewives of DC. Yeah. I don't know why they keep trying to make it happen because it's a horrible place. But... Yeah, I don't know. Um, so then we are at the Ashley Page studio or store preparing for the store fashion thing. show. And did you notice, I thought this was weird. Like at the store in the top, it said Ashley Page in giant letters. And underneath it said Baby Page. Oh, so like, she had two lines then. But, but I mean, I'm wondering, like, does she do children's clothes? Like, I, it was weird. Possibly. Yeah, I thought it was a little strange. Um, little teeny child I actually, children's bikinis. I thought the interior looked a lot like People's Revolution looks like later. Totally. But yeah. Again, it's just like a white building full of clothing but racks. But People's so. Revolution isn't a store. Right, but they did have like that weird storefront. But that's what I'm saying. This didn't look like a store to me. Right. It looks like So it's like probably a, her studio. A fashion line studio, whatever. Yeah. But I thought I mean, the baby what, page thing was weird. Yeah, like I said, it's just a white building full of clothing racks, and that's probably why they look similar. Um and this whole scene is just kind of odd because and I'm guessing this is what a designer is really like the day of their fashion show. Like Ashley Page is just like all over the place and manic and like do this, do that. Oh my god, do you know how to answer phones? Interns don't know how to do anything. Ah, it's kind of exhausting. Um, and then she's really obsessed with this candle. Ugh. The magic candle. The magic candle from the witch store. Across the street. Which reminded me of the movie The Craft. Well, and I think it's funny because she doesn't call the witch store one of her interns. Like, yeah. joking, is like, I was from the witch store across the street. Right. Um, so it's a money candle, and it's apparently good luck, and Ashley Page needs some money right now. And she hands it to Lauren and says, like, we need to get it burning. Can you dig out wax? Because it's... That's like, do you have two hands and opposable thumbs? Yeah. Like... It's a... For those of you listening who haven't seen the episode, it's a very big candle. I would say, like, it's like the size of a wine bottle. Um, yeah. Like, in, in width, in, short, in circumference. And it's three-fourths of the way burned. Yeah. And so, the last time it burned, obviously, the wick got buried in the wax, and she's supposed to dig it out. Yeah, and apparently it takes a fucking genius to And the that. reason we find witch store is because Lawrence is the intern, like, can I just go across the street and buy another one that would be quicker? And he's like, oh, the witch store isn't open yet. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, do you want to talk about the models? Um, I don't want to talk about the models. I want to talk about that motherfucking umbrella. Okay. That well, goddamn okay. umbrella. <laughs> All right. So then I'll talk about the models. You can talk about the models. So, I want to talk. Well, I want to talk about Ashley Pays. First of all, I put down that she's a cunt because as someone who has, <laughs> I've worked fashion shows. I've worked fashion week in New York a couple times. Like I've done fashion shows. I don't do it anymore because I find it stressful and annoying and not worth the money. But, um, yes, designers are like that on the day of the fashion show, but she really took it to another level. Yeah. Like she was an extra special kind. Like there's yeah. one thing to be stressed. It's another thing to be a bitch to someone from jump street when they walk in the door. Like I thought she was pretty terrible to Lauren. Well, and it's all about delegating things to other people, right? Like yeah. wouldn't you just look to your assistant and be like, go handle that intern. 
Well, it, but what a, the problem with a lot of designers, and I, I didn't really get this from her, is that yes, if they would delegate things, things would go great, but they also happen to be crazy control freaks and micromanagers. And they don't want to, yeah. So they delegate and then they stand over you the whole time and be like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Like, it's just annoying and stupid. Yeah. Um, so anyway, Ashley Page says, she said, look at the models. They're just sleeping. And we... Oh, oh, that part of the models. I yeah, yeah. Look. Oh, yes, I do want to talk about yeah, that. Yeah, I thought you okay, did. Okay, so sorry, guys. I, I, I misunderstood. <laughs> so yes, she goes, look at the models. Lucky for them, they're all sleeping. They pan to a couch where there's a model at either end. The one on the left just kind of has her head on the arm of the couch. The other one looks dead. I put in my notes that they're on the nod. These And they are heroin chic skinny. I swear to God, they were just knotted out. Like, yeah. they were, like, one of them looks riding like she, the white pony. One of them needs an ambulance. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it, was not, it was not sleeping. It was, it was dead. And Ashley Page briefly walks by them and says, like, look at the model sleeping. Must be nice. And then just, like, blows Bolts, the fuck yeah. past them. Yeah. No, I thought you had a note about that. I did. I'm, I'm sorry. I thought you meant the way that they look. But yes, I did. That so was then Lauren, genius of geniuses, she digs out the wax. Oh, amaze. Oh, my God. Give that girl a raise. P.S. Ashley Page apparently has 400 interns because we meet quite a couple of them. I, I, I don't understand why one of them couldn't have dug the wax out of the candle. I don't. I don't know, because she was that worked up about it. I guess. Whatever. So Lauren gets this money candle lit for Ashley Page, and Ashley Page is like, oh my god, you're amazing. You can stay. Yeah. <laughs> Fixed everything. All right, so now tell tell our listeners about the umbrella. Oh, gosh, guys. This is, I mean, talk about the hills have size, is what I have to say <laughs> about this umbrella. So I noticed it immediately. There's this, it's an umbrella, and it's like black see-through organza maybe mesh. mesh like a mesh yeah um it's got like a little dangly things hanging from it and then brightly colored butterflies applique flowers applique wasn't it butterflies and flowers probably uh like applique to part of it it becomes such a central part of this episode and i will why so first ashley page is holding on to it then she gives it to Lauren. Then there's discussion about whether there should be more appliques on it. Who has the umbrella? Like, it's all about this. Um, this, this, this I hope the theme of this fashion show was singing in the rain or something, because it was all about this stupid umbrella. So I would, when later we get to the fashion show, I would honestly describe it as Mariah Carey meets the craft. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. You hit the nail on the head. Yeah. So like even the bathing suits, the dresses, this hideous umbrella. So this umbrella is almost like an 1800s style parasol. Yeah. It's much more like a parasol than an umbrella. It's very domey and has tassels from the end of each bracket, leg. What are those called? It's not a leg. Tines? I don't know. Yeah, like, fuck it. Spoke? Point. Spokes, yes. Spokes. <laughs> Let's say spokes. 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 And it is like, it looks like something a woman wearing like a petticoat would carry, except that it's black instead of white, and it has these like hideous... Fucked up appliques all over it. Fucked up like Lisa Frank looking Neon. stickers. Yeah. Right. So that's where the Mariah Carey comes in. And then all the bathing suits are very similar. They're like bright and colorful with like tacky shit on them. But then they're like super slutty. And the, the models look like heroin chic goth. Yeah. Yeah. Like no boobs, no ass. I mean like yeah. probably five foot 10, 105 pounds max. Like they're going to go call the corners at the witch store yeah. later. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> well, then we segue from fashion show to Audrita and Spencer. Oh, I did have one more note about oh, the umbrella okay. before we cut because I thought this was so funny. <laughs> 
Sorry for that segue. <laughs> um, so Ashley Page hands Lauren the said hideous umbrella slash parasol and says, like, do you think it needs more flowers? And Lauren says, yeah, maybe on this side. And Frank killed over and died. And Ashley Page looks at her and says, don't make it look tacky. Which, too late. Too late is yeah. all I can say. I wish yeah. someone had screamed too late. And if you are such a control freak, you don't think Lauren can answer the phone, but you do trust her to design the umbrella for your fashion show. Yeah, I know. Like, it's just nonsensical. Yeah. Sorry, I had to add that. I thought it was so funny because my note also says hashtag too late. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, right. So then we said went to Audrina and Spencer. And Spencer is just, you know, being a real dick. Like, he's talking to Audrina, and he's basically trying to stir up shit between her and Heidi. And he's and being smarmy all over again. Being smarmy and hitting on her. And I, I put, go Audrina, because Audrina really shuts him down. And it's just like, no, I'm not yeah. having any of this. And she actually hangs up on him. Yeah. She, you know, he invites her to dinner, and she says, like, no, it's awkward. Like, I guess me and Heidi have beef, and, like, I'm not going to go there. And she hangs up on him. <laughs> what I loved is that Spencer then stares at his phone. He goes, oh, she's going to hang up on me? All right. Well, no, yeah. I guess that's like, how it what is. Else? <laughs> so after that little sidebar, we switch back to the fashion show. Yeah. And it's as manic and spastic as the studio was. And one of my notes was that um, one of Ashley's interns named Giovanni... And I have no even reason to comment on this because I know, despite the fact that it drives me crazy, I have gay voice. He had the gayest voice ever. Like, yeah. he beats me and Roth Matthews. I mean, it was <laughs> it, that was some gay voice. Yeah, he had a gay voice. Yeah. He sounded like a gay midget from The Wizard of Oz. What? Nail on the head again. You're killing it this time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, totally. He's, yeah. A, he's a modern member of the Lollipop yeah. Guild. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and he likes to deep throat lollipops for whoa, sure. Whoa. For sure. <laughs> um, so there's actually an Ashley Page staff member that gives Lauren kind of like, I want to say a piece of advice, but it's more like orders. And it reminded me of when Bolt House tells Heidi, like, no drinking, no Uggs. Yeah. It was like that, but it was stop playing with your hair and stand up straight. <laughs> yes. Which I agree. I agree with. Yeah. Her hair looks cute, by the way. She's wearing like a big side braid with like her deep bang. And I kind of love that. It does look cute. Yeah. Um, so then in the middle of Lauren kind of prepping models and working this fashion shoot, Brody calls. Yeah. And they clearly edited a lot out here. Um, you know, Lauren says like, oh, hey, oh, wait, who is this? Oh, well, I can't talk right now. I gotta go. And well, no, what she says is she talks to him, says hello. And then, and I think this is what was happening. She goes, my model's coming. I gotta go. Yeah. And hangs up very quickly. Yeah. Um, so then... The fashion show... Uh, oh, and I have a little um, yeah. comment about this. I put that Brody was on the phone in his car. But, yeah. like, on the phone. Not hands-free, not, like, no. Bluetooth, not, like, actually talking on the phone. Spencer the was earlier yeah. also. it was a different time. It was a different time. Um, so then the fashion show runs, and that's where we see all this, like, <laughs> Wicca witchcraft bikini oh, wear. Guys, these clothes. I, we need to look up and see if Ashley Page is still a thing because they were fucking hideous. I will do my best to include them in our Instagram. I try and treat our Instagram like visual aids so that when we release an episode, you guys can sort of see some of what we're talking about. And I will, I will do my best there. Because the bathing suits were, it's whatever. There's, but the lots dresses. Of, I mean, were they supposed to be beach cover-ups or dresses? So there were lots of kind of like monokini style things with like massive cutouts on the yeah. side, and like those were big at the time. But like they are 
of the time in the worst way. Yeah, it was yeah. terrible. Um, so the fashion show does really well, and that's where we get that famous shot to the new opening with the model mm-hmm. nodding right at like the drum beat. Oh, and also the one where Lauren's fooling with one of the models. That was also from the opening. Yeah. Um, But then Ashley Page is so complimentary of Lauren. It is so over the top and kind of full of shit. She's just like, great job. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Can I steal you from Lisa Love? Yeah. Like, why? Because she can dig out wax? Did you also see her jeans? Yes. They they, looked like Jenko jeans. They were cargo jeans. And gigantic. Yeah. Like wide leg, elephant bell. Like, yeah, yeah. It was weird. It's like she skateboards in her free time. <laughs> totally. <Yeah. laughs> um, so whatever. It's horrible. We are back to the apartment uh-huh. with their stucco walls in charcoal gray and their new, I'm going to go ahead and say more hideous couch. It is. And it looks like it's covered in moss. Yeah. The print looks like moss. Yeah. So their previous couch had like missing cushions and was full of diseases, but this one is like, it has a texture, it clashes with the wall color, and it's got like this kind of taupe and olive green leaf pattern all over it. But it literally looks like moss. It looks like it came from a thrift store. Yeah. And I'm sure it was really expensive. So we've moved up from like alley behind a frat house to thrift store. It's, it is gigantic, though. They have moved up in size. It's It's awful. a gigantic L-shaped moss-ridden fucking mess. I want to know what tr- reportedly trendy furniture store they got that from. It's awful. Um, Maybe the house at Pooh Corner. I'm not sure. Because it definitely <laughs> looks like a log. <laughs> um, but so then... Heidi answers Lauren's phone, which I find a little confusing because it's a Motorola Razor and not her sidekick. Well, now I will say this because back in the day when sidekicks were hot, like people like me who weren't super rich, our sidekick was our only phone. But celebrities, rich people, it's kind of like people who have a Blackberry, who back in the day had a Blackberry and a phone. It was sidekick and a phone. So the sidekick was more internet texting. The phone was actually generally for talking on the phone. So that's, it is... It's a it's a rich people thing. Like no, it, I mean I I'm not surprised that a celebrity would have more than one phone, but it's important to point out I think when it happens. Um, so Heidi answers Lauren's phone and she can tell that it's Brody and <laughs> Heidi's just so cute in this scene. She answers the phone Heidi's dating service. <laughs> <laughs> so then she puts Lauren on the phone and. I don't know whether Lauren's like being coy or what she's doing. She's almost like kind of being rude, but trying to play it off as flirty. Um, She says like, I'm so sorry. I was busy when you called. And he's like, nah, that's cool. And he's driving again, right? Yes. He's driving again. Yeah. And he's like, nah, that's cool. And uh, yeah. So dinner tomorrow night, I'm going to pick you up. And she just like giggles and is like, okay. Like there's not much more to it. Yeah. No, it was kind of a non sequitur. Um, and then Heidi kind of like teases her and was like, guess who has a date? (laughs) Heidi playing for keeps. So then we're at Teen Vogue again and Lauren gets the same fucking praise from Lisa Love that she got from Ashley, Ashley Page, you know, like, thanks Lauren. This was so great and so helpful. And I think this is where you really shine with production. And I think going forward, you know, like maybe for a while you should work with one designer and really see their line through. And then like you know, showcase it in a fashion show, blah, blah, blah. Well, what I thought was interesting was, I feel like foreshadowing for much later is that 
Lisa Love, I mean, she's, Lisa Love says that, that Lauren's strong, she said what we've, we're learning to see is that your strong suit is in production. Yeah. In fashion show production. And they generally take weeks, and I think this is foreshadowing of Kelly Catrone, because that's what yeah. Kelly Catrone does, is production. Yeah. yeah. I still think the praise is, like, a little unnecessary, but, you know, whatever. Well, I think that it was... She in- did do a good job. I'm just saying it's very over the top, because it's TV. But do we think, too, that maybe the producers were like, look, like, this girl's gonna be here for a while, the show is taking off, you need to stop <laughs> fucking hating on her? Like, we get that she didn't go to Paris, and you, like, want to kill her, and you hated her all last season, you- but you need to do a little bit to make you seem mildly likable. You need to actually film scenes with her now. Yeah. You can't just speak to the camera directly. <laughs> yeah. Um, so then we're back at the apartment and Lauren is prepping for her date with Brody. And now this is where we come back to Heidi's hair and this is where things get really weird. Okay. Heidi's hair is way darker. Oh. Way darker than the kitchen scene. I mean, like, noticeably so. So I don't think... Like, it looks a little yellower to me, but I'm guessing that means darker instead of white. No, 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 no. She had... Okay, so in the scene in the kitchen from previous where I noticed it, it that looked a little yellow to me. Like, not yellow in a bad way, but in a good way. She had her whole head co- colored and then highlights put in. Fast forward to this scene... She just has highlights. So her base color is still coming through her dark base color, which is a dark. Oh, you're right. So I think this was actually filmed way before a kitchen scene. Okay. Because you can't fake that dark. Like, it, I, I could have, t- I would have been able to tell if they had recolored it dark and highlighted it again. That's not what was going on. Okay. So that kitchen scene for sure was filmed before so, this. So presumably then Lauren just had a date with someone else before she dated Brody. That's what it means. Because she's getting ready for a date and Heidi's like telling oh, her like. no, I think it was a date with Brody. And I think they went back and was like, we need some more stuff to fill this episode. We're going to film some too. shit in the kitchen and pretend it would happen a long time ago. But she's like a hot reality star. It wouldn't surprise me if some other dude had asked her out before True, Brody. yeah, totally, yeah. true. Um. So anyway, Lauren, you know, prepares for her date and she's wearing another headscarf and this one is leopard print. Mm-hmm. Um, so unfortunately, Frank and I are not wearing leopard print headscarves, not, but they but... are brightly printed and colored. But so. if you would like to send us some leopard print headscarves, we will happily take them. Yeah, we'll send you our mailing address if you go ahead and email yes. franklymarebee at gmail.com. Or just DM us on Twitter or Instagram. Yeah, great. Um, so, you know, they just kind of dwell on the fact that it's her first date since Jason and I guess which blows my theory out of the water, but I don't know if I believe them anyway. And Lauren says, like, well, it's just dinner. I think it's pretty harmless. Yeah. And then the dinner was kind of bland It was harmless and because it was boring. And at first I got all excited because I thought that they were drinking wine and I was going to point at the fact that Lauren's underage. And then I realized it's water in a wine glass. So, <laughs> like, not even anything exciting to comment on that front. Lauren's wearing... I. I actually, I don't like her outfit whatsoever, but Brody is wearing a blazer over a collared shirt. Yeah. He actually got quite dressed up. Um, Lauren is wearing another like paisley tunic with like a deep V-neck and sort of like kimono style sleeves over leggings with black heels. And she's actually carrying the Chanel bag that Jason gave her for Christmas. Cause she's no fool. I mean, that's an expensive bag. I you know. don't get rid of that bag. I know, but I still find it an interesting omen to carry, like, this purse that, True. like, your ex just gave you and was, you know, verbally abusive and an alcoholic, and now you're going to carry it <laughs> on your next date. Whatever. Now, what impressed me about the date, though, was that Brody paid. Yes, yeah, and we saw him very signing chivalrous. the check. He, he signed the check, and Brody paid for the day. So, Brody actually made my heart twinge a little bit. Their conversation was terrible and really boring. But as he's signing the bill, he looks at Lauren and he said, well, thanks for giving me the most beautiful date in this whole place. Yeah, which was nice. It was lovely. Um, swoon. Yes. Love it. 
<laughs> I mean, I, I have no doubt that Brody gives good date. Yeah. Like, I mean, he's a charmer. Like, I, I don't doubt that at all. Yeah. Um, and then, we you know, we see her or him driving her home. And he's driving, like, some big, like, Escalade. It's a Cadillac. And what's yeah. interesting is earlier he was in, I think, a Bentley. Yeah. It was a Bentley. Like, the sporty uh, Bentley when he was driving around earlier. Side note, the name of him and Kristen Cavallari's French Bulldog together was Bentley. Totally makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I thought it was really cute. There's like a brief shot where he grabs Lauren's hand and then just kisses the top of it. And they don't kiss at the end of the date. He just gives her a big hug, but he gets out of the car to yeah. do it. And Well, he doesn't kiss her because they're not dating. Right. But fight. like he does walk around to her side of the car, gives her a hug and makes sure she gets in the gate. Okay. Whatever. Yeah. I mean, as he, he comes across very chivalrous in a way that I like. And as we've seen, well, as I've seen in subsequent years from multiple reality shows, I think Brody Jenner is just a good guy. Like he's yeah. just, he's a good looking, he's nice, he's genuine. He seems down to earth. Like, I think he's just a good guy. I agree. Yeah. yeah. No, I like him. And actually, of all the guys that we've seen on the hills so far, I know you're partial to meatheads with a drug problem. I oh. think Brody is the most my style so far. I, I, to see, and to me, I feel like Brody is universal. Like, I've never met anyone who's like, Brody Jenner's gross. Like, I think he's a universal hot guy. Yeah. He like, I think he appeals to the masses. Yeah. Well, let's hope so. We'll find out once you guys listen to this episode. <laughs> Let us know. So, um... Hit us with scenes from the next. Okay, so next week. Next week is a really big deal, you guys. Or next, next, episode. next episode. I shouldn't say next week. Um, it's because I feel like it's, it is 2006 and I'm watching these all over again. Um, so it's a big deal. So it's Heidi's birthday. Um, she's wearing a tiara. She's wear- Of course she is. And there's a lot of drama. So this is where the Lauren and Brody stuff really ramps up to the next level. And we start to get to the bottom of the Heidi and Audrina feud. And that's our episode. And you can find the podcast on social media, Instagram and Twitter at Frankly Mayor B. And if you have any comments or questions, you can email us at franklymareb at gmail.com. You can find me personally on Instagram and Twitter at Nana's Mink. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Hey It's Mayor B. Thank you all for listening. We appreciate it. We'd love it if you could go to iTunes and give us a star rating and review and please subscribe. Until next time.